We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I'm so happy that you're here today. This is the first time that I am also recording video with audio. I'm going to try some new things. I'm going to try some new things. Um, I don't have a problem with video. I've just never really thought to do it. I always thought that I had to have some like fancy recording studio, but like my office is pretty dope. I mean, check out the greenery, check out the wallpaper, check out the swaddle over here. I mean, why not? If you're listening to this episode and I'm describing my office to you, um, you get to paint a picture of how it looks in your mind. But I am so glad that you're here because I have a very personal episode that I'm going to share with you today. I feel like every time I go through a very human experience, I love to teach through my experience. I I do believe that's my purpose. I've always been a teacher. And what better way than fully being in it and talking through what I am going through. Um, This kind of started when I had a miscarriage in 2020 and the amount of people that have reached out to me since doing that episode and letting them know how much it's helped them just is a reminder to keep moving forward. Like that's why I'm doing this work. I'm not just doing it just for the hell of it. I'm literally doing it for you. Like if you get something from this episode, then I have done my job. So I'll give a little update and a little backstory and share what I want to teach on this episode today. And as I'm going through it, I find it very fascinating. Uh, But a little background, last week I found out that my father died uh, last Saturday and it is a very, I've had a very interesting, complicated experience emotionally because if you've ever heard me talk about my dad, I just kind of chalk it up that we don't have a relationship. And that's not true. That was just a story I told myself to avoid the pain of acknowledging what our relationship was, which a thought that I have is it was complicated. Um, my dad had me when he was much older, and I don't really it's part of the plan. My spirit chose my parents for a very particular reason. And I came up on the scene and it's, we'll save this story for another day. And my sister and I joked about it when I interviewed her on my podcast, but I was her manifestation. Like she wanted a sibling so bad that she wished and prayed and manifested it. And my parents weren't even in the same state. We don't know what happened. I'm definitely a hundred percent. My dad is my dad. That is for sure. Don't let your mind go into some story. Um, But anyway, I... My soul chose my parents for a reason. And, you know, I don't, it's growing up. I had a relationship with my dad. It was as deep as it could be. Um, We just didn't have, it it didn't have that like father-daughter relationship that I had seen my friends have that I like deeply desired. So I kind of just chalked up that we didn't really have much of a relationship, but we did. And my dad was an amazing provider. He provided such an incredible life 
for us in our early years. We had all of our basic needs met and more like beyond anything that um, we could have ever hoped for um, on the physical side. Now, the emotional side, you know, we didn't quite have that. And that's, you know, looking back is okay because it led me into my line of work. It led me into my own healing and now being a coach and helping other people change their stories and change the trajectory of their life, tap into what their purpose is, like really live a fulfilling, magnificent, wonderful life. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't have that life experience. So, you know, I know it all happened for me, but that is to say that I'm not immune to all of the shit that comes from losing a parent. And I would say I was on a walk with a girlfriend today and she was sharing her experience with her father passing and they also had a complicated relationship. And it almost seems like the more complicated the relationship, the more complicated the grief was. Like it just didn't seem, my grief was not um, I don't, very clean. And I'm going to share what I mean by that because I want to talk about the pain that I've ex been experiencing. And I want to talk about the difference between clean pain and dirty pain. And it's two types of emotional suffering. And I talk about this a lot um, with my clients about how we create our own suffering with our thoughts. And in this circumstance with my father passing away um, is no different. And I want to share kind of like where, how I've been experiencing it and how I've been ebbing and flowing between clean pain and dirty pain and how I did create a lot of my own emotional suffering um, last week after I had found out about him dying. So I probably should have put this disclaimer at the beginning. This might be a triggering episode, especially if you've lost a parent, if you've lost a loved one, if you're grieving a loss of anything, you know, you might not be ready to hear about clean pain versus dirty pain. Um, this might be an invitation to look at your pain differently. I just want to give that little disclaimer that this might be triggering. And if so, maybe this isn't the episode to listen to right now. Probably should have said that at the beginning, but I'm saying it now because, you know, this is a very emotionally charged episode and I'm having this very emotional experience and I'm teaching through my experience. So if right now you're like, you know, I just don't know if I want to go there. You don't have to. You can turn it off. And I'm just giving you that heads up. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Lean pain, dirty pain, emotional suffering. Okay. So pain is physical and suffering is mental. So beyond the mind, there is no suffering. Suffering. Pain is essential for survival for the body, right? Like we need pain. Without pain, we would put our hands on the hot stove and our, wouldn't signal to our body that it like is not a good thing to do, right? But suffering is truly optional. And I remember when my coach said this a long, long time ago when I was going through my training and I was like, holy shit, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Pain is a part of being a human. Pain is a part of the human experience. But when we suffer, when we suffer, it is because we resist or we hold on to something that we just don't want to move on from, right? And it interferes with the flow of our life. So 
Let's talk about these two types of emotional pain. And I will say the key to freeing yourself from this pain, from suffering, is learning how to distinguish between the two. So Dr. Stephen Hayes is a psychologist and a pioneer of the acceptance and commitment therapy. And he's the one that coined the term clean pain versus dirty pain. And I think another way to look at this is natural pain right? and unnatural pain. And that unnatural pain is the suffering. So clean pain is what you experience when something intrinsically happens that causes hurt, sadness, like something that you choose and you want to feel a negative emotion about. That's clean pain, right? That's a part of being a human. And I talk about this a lot, that being a human is 50-50, 50% positive emotion and 50% negative. That's what it means to be alive. So clean pain is that 50% negative emotion that we choose from our thoughts. So, you know, using the example of my father dying, right? Like the event of him passing away, like the circumstance of him dying did not have any effect on me until I read the words that he passed away. I got a text message Saturday morning from his wife saying the words he passed away. It wasn't until I read those words that my brain registered what had happened from the circumstance that caused the emotional experience, caused the emotional reaction. So this is why being a human, like the goal of being a human is not to be happy all the time. Because if my goal was to be happy when something like this happens, like my father passing away, I would have to choose thoughts that make me feel happy. And I don't want to feel happy about it. Like I wanted to feel sad. I wanted to feel, I just wanted to feel. And what's fascinating is I didn't feel like when I read those words, I like cried, like just instant, right? I registered what had happened. My brain made sense of it. And then I felt nothing. I felt nothing. I felt numb. And that honestly scared me a little bit more than not being open. And it was because my body went into protection mode. It went into a state of shock and it was like, nope, too much, too much. And I could, I didn't feel anything. Um, and I, it was a very fascinating experience. So that's kind of where like the, the clean pain started, right? It's like, I felt sad and then I stopped it. Like it wasn't okay to feel sad. And I've been doing this work for a long time and I'm well equipped to handle it, but I'm not immune. I'm, I'm very human, right? I'm not a robot. So my body just went into a very normal, natural reaction to when you receive news and, and your, your brain registers the news, okay? So this can also happen in relationship, uh, breaking up in a relationship. It could happen with job loss. It could happen with um, an accident, illness, um, anything like that. Like this is a normal response and that's clean pain, right? There are circumstances that trigger a natural stress response, right? And that is going to naturally make you feel a negative emotion. And the beautiful thing about it is that nothing has gone wrong, right? Like that is a part of being a human, right? You want to feel, you want to feel sad. You want to feel grief, right? And then naturally, like if you allow the emotion, it eventually subsides. Like you hear me say this all the time, but if you don't interrupt with emotion, it'll only last 90 seconds, right? 
So clean pain, natural pain, right, is like the beautiful innate emotions that come from our very human experience, right, like of being alive. And so this does include hurt. It comes from grief. It comes from sadness, right? I want you to think about like when we go see a movie, right? We go see a movie and it's a love story and it just brings up all of these natural emotions and we cry and there's heartbreak and all of that. Like we feel that and that is clean pain. So that's clean pain. Kind of where I started. I was like feeling sadness, right? Like once I got past the numb stage, once I got home, I wasn't home at the time of finding out about my father. So when I got home, that's when I really started to like have the emotional experience. And then there's dirty pain, unnatural pain. And this is the pain that we create, the suffering that we create by our thoughts, our choices, or our behaviors, or our actions. So this is the pain created by how we think and how we act. So this is very interesting because this is the type of pain that like seems productive, but it's not, right? This type of pain doesn't come from a objective circumstance, but from our subjective thoughts about the circumstance or the event. So when something unpleasant happened or you're worried that something might happen, rather than dealing with it and letting it pass, we start spinning out and telling all sorts of unhelpful, unuseful, unproductive stories in our mind. This is dirty pain. And so for me, I ended up experiencing dirty pain because I started telling myself all of these stories about what could have been and how I could have made more of an effort towards the end of my dad's life. And I could have, and oh, like literally I felt so much guilt. I felt so much regret. Like there was just, it was adding on this layer of unnecessary suffering. I was already in pain. I was already sad. I already missed my dad. And instead of just being my being okay in where I was, I decided to start punching myself in the face and telling myself these stories of what ifs, what could have been. And that's why this like whole process this past week have been so interesting because I was just like doing this dance, <laughs> doing this dance between the clean pain and the dirty pain. And it was just so uncomfortable. And you know, it just takes that reflecting back with um, a coach that really helped me like pull myself out of it because, you know, I felt like it was being really productive and it truly wasn't. It truly wasn't. And so I want you to think about yourself, like where do you create unnecessary suffering? I had a client, a friend reach out to me last night, actually, and she just like needed to vent. And she was like, this is the second time that I've been sick. I missed out on this birthday party. And she just was like going on and on and on. And I just like was like, how? Like, how are you feeling right now? And she was like, I feel awful. And I'm like, you know, just because something might be true in your mind doesn't mean you have to think that thought. You don't have to tell this story. And so she was sick 
and she's been sick twice recently. And instead of like nurturing and loving on herself and just like feeling what she was feeling, she was making herself even more miserable and then wasn't doing the things that she naturally would do if she's sick that would make her feel better. So she was literally punching herself in the face. Like that's suffering. That's unnecessary suffering. She already was sick and being sick is the worst. I was there two weeks ago and I could relate because I was kind of doing something similar at first when I got sick and I wasn't home and I just wanted to be home. I literally was like looking up plane flights to get home, which I was just trying to outrun the negative emotion. Instead of just like feeling what she was feeling, which she was sad and she was disappointed because she missed out on a friend's birthday party and she just feels like she's throwing herself a pity party. Instead of just acknowledging and validating how she was feeling, she was just being really mean to herself and like causing all of this unnecessary suffering. So I want you to think about like where you are experiencing dirty pain where you are creating <coughs> emotional suffering when it's absolutely not necessary. Now, if you're not exactly sure, we can talk about some signs that you might recognize that you're creating your own suffering, right? I think so many of us spend so much time creating our own suffering that we don't even know the difference. So let's talk about ways that you might be creating your own suffering. And when we're doing this, I just want you to be clear that this is not a blame on you. Like this is talking about taking radical responsibility for your life and for your emotional well-being. Um, and radical responsibility, it can be a tricky thing, but it's also super empowering to take control over your state of being, right? Not placing your emotional well-being on anything outside of yourself. So here are some things that might be signs that you're creating your own suffering. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is blame, right? Blaming others for how we're feeling. I could also be like, blame, you know, my dad for how I was feeling, but really like taking responsibility that I felt the way that I felt because of my thoughts and being like conscious of the thoughts that I was choosing and choosing to believe and hold on to. Um, another way that we might, you might be creating your own suffering is taking offense, like going on the defense, like right away. Um, also holding grudges. And it's so fascinating because I did all of this, like oh, a thousand percent. Like I blamed my dad for all of my issues for, you know, the first 20 years of my life. And then I went to a personal development workshop that changed my life and realized like, <laughs> that I was creating my own suffering and by blaming my dad that there was like, there was no freedom there. Um, and really dropping into compassion and knowing that he did the best that he could and the capacity that he had. I'm going to save that for another episode because I have a whole episode about lovability that I have learned through this experience, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. So I digress. I come back to the signs that you're might be creating your own suffering. Um, another way that you might be creating your own suffering is thinking that the world is out to get you, right? Taking things personally for agreements, right? Making assumptions, like just making stories up that really have like no facts, nothing to base it off of. Um, another way that we create our own suffering is by having the victim mentality, 
that, right? Like, oh, the world is out to get me. Everybody is against me. Like everything that could go wrong will go wrong. Like it's all because of like me, right? Like we think that everything is against us. Um, I will say that for me in this experience, I didn't have that because I really practice dropping into the belief that this is for me. And I ask myself, like, how is this for me? I know when I'm going through a hard time that it is for me. And I just have to like sit with it and know that like trust and that it's that I will find the the lesson, which I love doing. And I know like some some people are not, they rather like look at the circumstance and blame it for how what they're experiencing. And I love being like, nope, how how is this for me? How is this going to teach me a lesson? How is this going to help me become more of me? Um, another way that we create our own suffering is comparison. Ooh, compare and despair. I just recorded a video for my group, um, the Activator Blueprint, because I noticed a common theme of comparing self to other coaches. Um, and I just was like, oh, I need to record a video about this because comparison is the destroyer of our dreams. Like we'll be like feeling really good and like on a high and we'll see someone else doing something amazing. And instead of like feeling inspired by what they're doing, we feel like we compare ourselves and then it makes us feel worse about ourselves. And then we don't actually want to take action anymore. And it's like so defeating. So comparison also creates unnecessary suffering. And it's so tricky in the world of Instagram and social media and TikTok and all of that because we are constantly seeing into other people's worlds. And it's so um, like a natural human thing to compare. It's how we like gauge like where we're at, but when it makes us feel less less than about ourselves and makes us not wanna go towards our dreams and our goals, that is completely unnecessary suffering. So check in with yourself if you find yourself comparing a lot. Um, okay, another way that we tend to create our own suffering is by reacting, right? We have a negative emotion and instead of sitting in the emotion, we react to it. So we either do something impulsive without thinking things through. Um, and we also take actions that go against who we truly want to be. This is a, a perpetual cycle, right? We end up doing things and we end up um, taking action and things are going really well. And then we end up self-sabotaging ourselves because it's uncomfortable when we're doing something that is not natural to us, something that goes against what we inherently believe about ourselves. So we end up taking action that take us further away from the person we want to be. And that also creates unnecessary suffering because then we just end up beating ourselves up about it instead of giving ourselves grace. Um, and then the last way that we create our own suffering is through chronic stress and worry, like doing things, like worrying about things that we have no control over, stressing about things that we have zero control over, worrying about the what ifs. Um, that is unnecessary suffering because whatever you're worried about, whatever you're worried that might or might not happen, if it does happen, you're going to handle it so much different than this current space that you are worrying or stressing about it. Okay, this is so important because we find ourselves worrying and thinking it's productive. And the only time worrying is productive and it's not a form of suffering is if you can do something about it in that moment. So I'll give an example. Last night, oh, I woke up at 3 a.m., kind of panicked, um, and I heard something and our alarm wasn't working at the time. It wasn't set. 
and I heard something drop. And like, I literally was like, oh my God, someone's breaking in. And I was worrying about it. And like, so what I did, I just got out of bed and I went and checked and I knew I like, it was like either someone's breaking in or the jingle bells that I just bought to decorate the house fell off the cabinet. And that's definitely what it was. But like, I could do something about it. Like it was productive. I went and I checked. Everything was fine. I got back to bed and I fell asleep. Thank goodness for a couple more hours because like as soon as my body woke up panicked, I was like, am I not going to go back to sleep? And then worrying about not going back to sleep makes you not fall asleep, which is hilarious because you just want to sleep. But it was productive. I could go do something about it. So I just want you to think about that. Like if you find yourself worrying a lot and you can't do anything about it, just drop it. Literally drop it because it's really your only other choice other than suffering. So those are some ways. I'm sure there's uh, tons of other more ways that you can create your own suffering, but I feel like that you you get the idea, right? So, you know, I think just even walking through this, it's very easy now to distinguish between dirty pain and clean pain. Emotions have a life cycle, 90 seconds, 90 seconds. That's it. And it's so, we're just not used to sitting in our discomfort. And I could feel myself like, I, I, um, I could bring on sadness, grief, like big emotions like that. Like, I'm like, yes, let's go. Like I'm, I've, I'm felt I'm practiced in it and I'm okay with it, but disappointment and frustration, right. And, and guilt, those are a little trickier to sit in. And like, that was the dirty pain that was of my creation because the story that I was telling myself about my relationship with my dad. So, if you can allow an emotion, right? Allow the experience, the 90 second vibration that happens in your body, it moves through you, right? But if you interfere with it, it ends up staying in an emotional loop in your body. So even though the event has passed, our body is still holding on to that negative emotion. So if you continue to feel angry or sad, or if you continue to feel fear, right, there are thoughts in your subconscious that are bringing back up those emotions. So you're going to constantly have that physiological response over and over and over again, right? So when the emotion comes up, it's always an invitation to let it go through you. It's always an invitation to pay attention to what that emotion is trying to tell you, right? So when emotion comes up, let's say, oh, there's frustration. Instead of ignoring it, it's like, oh, what's frustration trying to tell me right now? What is this information? Like, obviously it's here for a reason. It came from my thoughts. So what can I learn from this emotion that's coming knocking on my door? All right. So to sum that up, your emotions are basically your body's response to the thoughts and the stories that you're carrying in your mind. So when you can't let go of a negative story in your mind, right? And it's always a story where you are, you know, a victim or a story where you are worried about something, right? It creates this feedback loop. So if you're telling your you're, if you're telling a story that triggers an emotional response, right? So if it's a bad story, you can 
and I don't, I hate the word bad. I hate using the word bad or good, but if it's a unproductive, like an unuseful story, right? You can guarantee that the emotion that comes with the story is not going to be pleasant. And so then the way that you feel is going to create how you act, right? You're going to take action or inaction from those emotions. Now, if you don't feel the emotions, it's going to cause you to react, resist, or avoid. And then that's what causes the problem because when you act from that place, you're going to create a result that you don't want. And that's why it's so important to be familiar with how you are feeling, right? It's important to be open to all of the emotions. It's important to drop in and just be okay with the emotional experience. And when you can do that, you can really stay with that clean pain and just be like, this is what makes me a human, right? This is what makes me alive is this pain. I'm choosing to feel this because that's what makes me most alive. And I will say that when you open up to the clean pain, it just makes you more human. It makes you more alive. And I'll say like through this experience, I'm so grateful for it because it's allowed me to connect to parts of myself that I have been disconnected from. And that's truly what you know, I think these life experiences, these hard things that we experience as a, as human beings is what, you know, the, the curriculum of our life. You know, I could have chosen to stay closed off. Um, four years ago when I first started going to Kinfolk, which they do adjustments on your nervous system, I swear they know your body better than you do. Uh, she commented on how like I had like an armor around my heart. And I did. I had my guard up for most of my life because of the story that I told myself about my dad and my relationship with him, the story that I wasn't lovable and how I couldn't let people get too close because I didn't want to get hurt. And so now going through this experience, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to stay open. I could feel myself wanting to close off, like just mm, protection, but I'm choosing to stay open, which doesn't feel good. And it's really uncomfortable, but it's also like the way through. It's also the way to, to evolve into the next version of myself. And I feel like that is the most powerful place to be. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, like I'm starting to understand the difference between clean pain and dirty pain, like creating unnecessary suffering, like stop blaming others for how I'm feeling, like start taking that responsibility. How, how do I make the change? So if you want to be able to take action and change your life and have a lot less suffering, then you have to be able to know when your suffering is caused by your brain, right? And then you also have to know when the pain that you're experiencing is just a natural part of being alive and being a human. So knowing the difference between the two is obviously the first part, right? So when you are experiencing the dirty pain, right? This is acknowledging I'm doing something to make my pain worse, right? I'm doing something to make my pain worse. I am causing this discomfort. I'm causing this suffering. So once you have that awareness, 
then you have the ability to change it. Now, when you're experiencing clean pain, you acknowledge that this is a pain of being a human, that it's a natural result of caring, of loving, of being alive. So you'll continue to care and nurture and take care of yourself. So, you know, I think being able to take responsibility and turn that focus inward, that's what I had to do. I noticed when I was telling myself the stories about how I could have made more of an effort um, and been there for the last part of my dad's life and all of this stuff, this story, I didn't have to do that. And I I realized that after the after the fact, when I like had a lot of anger and, and annoyance, and there was one day that I just like wanted to like scream. I was so frustrated. And that was unnecessary. I was masking the clean pain, the beautiful pain of being alive, of being a human, and just making it worse. I was just throwing gasoline on the fire. I was making myself freaking miserable. Um, so, you know, being able to acknowledge that being able to be at peace with that. That's truly the first step. Okay. So for me, what I dropped into was just being able to continue to move forward and stay open. You know, I didn't, there's no guidebook, you know, there's truly no guidebook for navigating grief or losing a parent, um, no matter what type of relationship that you had. And I didn't know what to do within my business and with my clients and just life. Last week, I just was like, whoa, I just wanted to crawl into a little hole. But I just told myself to just stay open. Don't hide. Stay open. Be open to how you're feeling. Be open to this experience and don't add on any unnecessary suffering. So I um, that's where I'm at right now. And that's why I wanted to share this episode with you because I see it often. I see in my clients all the time of them just like creating pain that is just manufactured from a story, an unuseful limiting story that's causing so much suffering. So being able to let go of victimhood and letting go of blame and taking responsibility is a freaking game changer. You know, when we have radical responsibility we create suffering when we either resist the truth of our own responsibility or when we take responsibility for things outside of our control right so we can't we cannot own someone else's actions we cannot own someone else's words the only thing that we can own is our response to them and that's true responsibility right recognizing that what someone says someone does doesn't do is not within our control, but what's within our control is what we think about it. And that was huge for me this week because there is like so many things. Like I could just have continued to blame my dad and all of that just melted away. And I'm so grateful of letting that go because what came in after I worked through a whole um, poo-poo platter of negative emotions was love. I came to a place of love and I realized how much my dad loved me and I never saw it before. I never believed it before. I don't, I don't think I allowed myself to believe it because of the story, because of me blaming, because of all of the ick that I've been avoiding for years and years and years and years. 
And by allowing myself to go through this process and and acknowledge my my pain and 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 love my pain, I was able to drop into a place of true just love, love for my dad and love for myself and the experience that I had. And that's a true place of peace. And I just feel like a whole weight, weight from years and years and years and years that I've been carrying tucked away neatly in the corner of my body. It just feels <sighs> so much lighter, so much lighter. And I'm not going to say that it's just going to be an upward trajectory from here, but I just feel like I can continue this flow and this dance of um, grieving the loss of my dad and grieving the loss of that relationship of father, daughter, um, you know, looking at how I view my life experience and view the world, it's like this is all unfolding exactly as it's supposed to, even our relationship as it was um, and how I interacted with him and thought about him. Everything was exactly as it was supposed to, to get me to this place that I am now. So I couldn't have got here if I didn't take full responsibility. I had to take full responsibility and ownership for the things that I can fully control, which are my thoughts, which are the emotions that come from my thoughts, my actions, the way that I show up for myself, the way I show up for my life, the way I show up for my clients, the way I show up for you, that is within my control. And it would be so much easier to just blame and not take ownership, but there's no freedom there. So in order to give ourselves the power to act, the power to show up, we need to focus our attention on what's within our control and let go of the rest. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I um, I'm going to share a little bit more in the next couple episodes just about my journey and also um, getting ready for 2023. You, know, this is a really cool challenge for me because a part of me just like wanted to hide part of me just wanted to put my head down and wait till the year was over and just curl into a little ball which would have been totally fine if that's what I chose to do but there was this little voice that said that's not what you're that's not what you're supposed to do right now it wasn't a mean voice it was that cute little like in, intuitive voice that was like hey I know I understand why you want to do this I'm giving you the biggest hug but there's things that we want to do and I'm going to help you get there. And so I'm leaning in and listening to that voice. So I'm going to be sharing my experience, but I'm also going to be helping you get ready to close out the year strong and get ready to build momentum into 2023. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you um, are curious about coaching or you just need a little extra love and support this month, I got you. I am creating a program that will help build momentum into the new year based off of like what your schedule is right now. So I am booking out for 2023. So if you're curious and you want to see how I can help support you in creating your dream life and following your goals, let's freaking chat. 
So there's a link in the show notes that we can book a a chat. You can also send me a message on Instagram. I would love to get to know you and the goals that you have. Either way, I love being, um, I love connecting with you. So send me a message if this episode resonated with you. Um, Okay, I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.